It's time to raise the roof for our 80th episode. Welcome back, everyone, to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Uh, we have we have a very special guest with us right now, who I'm going to introduce in just a second. Right now, it is me and Bree. Gibby will be on later to talk uh, some O's, which is just sad. I feel bad for the O's right now, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, Paul Fry. <laughs> oh my God, Paul Fry is just. That should be a 30 for 30 documentary in itself. We'll talk about that later. Obviously, game one of the Red Sox series just happened. So we're going to discuss that, plus a preview of the rest of the series. Um, obviously, other things that are going on in baseball, and then also our special guest. Without further ado, let's introduce our special guest. Uh, she is currently writing for Pitcher List and also, I believe, Lacrosse Flash, covering the PLL for, for those that don't know the uh, Premier Lacrosse League. She's a big Red Sox fan from the Massachusetts area, uh, Sarah Griffin. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing? Welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. You know, uh, I could be better after first game of the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say for Red Sox fans, I'm sure that's definitely the mood. Um, <laughs> but but we, we really, really appreciate having you on, getting your perspective about the Sox and kind of, you know, talking more about your endeavors. I'm going to lie. When you said she was coming on, I like had a little fangirl moment. <laughs> don't great twitter follow thank you yeah it definitely a fantastic twitter follow if you don't follow her on twitter i think is it shout out your twitter now because i i, I like i like i think it's like skg underscore 18 i think yes, when I, you got it. You got wow it. man i swear to god i'm good at remembering stuff sometimes <laughs> just when it counts i screw up hard but such is life but yeah um so Without further ado, let's start off with talking about for game one of the Boston series. So Rays end up taking it 6-1. Very dominant performance from the Rays side of things. But Sarah, I wanted to get your opinion first on on kind of what you were expecting in game one of this series from the Red Sox perspective. Unfortunately, to be honest, that kind of was what I was expecting. I do not have a good feeling at all coming into this series. And I've talked to some of my other Red Sox friends and we were all just like, I know this is, we keep saying like, oh, this series is a make or break. This is the make or break series, whatever. And we just like played kind of a string of bad teams. So we knew how important it was coming into this. But that's exactly how I expected it to go. I was expecting a little more from the offense, I will say. But <laughs> this is pretty much on par. So, Bree, I want to ask you, were you expecting this out of Luis Patino tonight? I know he proved you wrong previously. Did he prove you wrong again tonight? He, I, I'll take some credit for helping him turn around here. <laughs> he clearly heard what I said about him and did not like it. But, um, yeah, I mean, he looks great. If he could do this in October, we're in a good spot. He looked really, really good on the mat. I, I was extremely surprised. I, I mean, I think he threw, what, five and two-thirds, five and a third, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, looked really, really good. We, we finally got to see Fairbanks back. Looked really, really good. And also JP. Guys back in the um in in the bullpen, fantastic stuff. Wander increased his on base streak to thirty. I did not think it was gonna happen. I'm not gonna lie. I got <laughs> there. It was freaking. Uh, Sarah, I want to get your thoughts about it. Um, how much have you gotten to see of Wander this year, and what are your just like what are your thoughts about him? He is like the. I swear to God, last year it was Rowdy Tellez. Once he got out of this division, I was like, thank God we never have to see him again. He was instantly replaced like it was like maybe a week turnaround I'm like I'm so sick of seeing Wander Franco I swear to god they're like he's kryptonite <laughs> he's to be fair, that's like Hunter Renfro for us like honestly yeah literally <laughs> destroyed us good for you Hunter considering you are right <laughs> come on <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, Hunter's out for the next couple games, right? Or yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, if I do recall, was, um, his father died. Yeah, I think he was sick. Yeah, that's absolutely terrible stuff. Um, so I'm hoping all the best with Hunter and his family. But I'm I'm scared every time he comes to the plate. I'm like, he just turns it on against the Rays because apparently he's got some beef against them, which I'm like, yeah, what we did to him? Bitter. <laughs> We got him to a World Series. Yeah. <laughs> He's been like our Mike Trout, the closest thing we've had for, <laughs> for the last month or so, at least. I think you led the league, like the whole league for the month of August, if I'm not mistaken. If not in first, you second. Jesus <laughs> Lord. Yeah, yeah, we could have used that last year. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's, I mean, he hit home runs, but like the average, not great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I do want to say game started out, series started out great on the offensive side for the Rays. Literally the first pitch of the game, my boy Bilal hits a bomb to straightaway center. Just uh, give a quick shout out to everyone in April that said to designate him for assignment. I'd like <laughs> to give those people a shout out for thinking that a guy that has an extension through 2026 and got MVP vote last year should be designated for assignment. <laughs> people are absolutely stupid. Uh, Sarah, are there a lot of Red Sox fans that are also like that that have been like that with some of the better players on the team like like, like are there any specific examples that you have I'm like I don't think there's a player over the course of the last month that not one person has been like have we considered sending him down to Worcester like have we could and I'm like guys like JD Martinez like yeah he's been a slump whatever I'm like no we're not sending JD Martinez to AAA <laughs> like pretty much the entire bullpen if Red Sox Twitter had their way we wouldn't have a bullpen it would just be <laughs> our starters and relying on starters in the bullpen going off, which it's kind of gotten to that point that it is like starters in the bullpen with like Garrett Richards and Perez. <laughs> but no, pretty much everyone on the pitching staff, minus like maybe Chris Salen Evaldi, gone, according to Red Sox Twitter, <laughs> and half the lineup depending on the day. <laughs> Jesus Lord, that's not good. I mean, it, it definitely, <laughs> I mean, it, it's a. I think it's a good representation of what, I mean, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen it as well, a good representation of kind of where the team has gone in the last month um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of the standings. I'm sure there's a lot of frustration that's going on right now amongst amongst Red Sox fans. Like where the team is at right now, is that a place where you expected them to be at any point this season coming in? Well, that's the thing. Because coming into this season, I personally, and I know I'm not alone, I had no expectations for this team. Like if we can do better than they did in 2020, I'll be content because I couldn't even watch last year. It was just not fun. It was miserable. I didn't think they had any chance at a playoff push at all this year. I'm like, okay, like 2022, like 23, that'll be the year. The farm system will start like really coming up. But then they had such a strong start. And once we got to the all-star break, they were like in first place still by a decent enough margin considering it's the ALE. So I was like, okay, rightfully so. My hopes were up. Like most fans' hopes were up. And then trade deadline comes around. Things were starting to go down a little bit. But we're like, oh, we'll get in a couple arms or something. You know, we have Chris Sale coming back. So thought we were getting Anthony Rizzo. I'll I'll say it. <laughs> we were getting Anthony Rizzo. Honestly, that I wish didn't happen. <laughs> And just since then, it's been not good. <laughs> well, I will say the Red Sox do have Chris Sale back. Is uh, Bree, is he pitching in the series? I think he's going Wednesday. Is he? Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, if so, it's the first time that the Rays have seen Sale in, in quite a while. So, Sarah, what have um, – I don't know how many starts he's had so far this season. It, it's only been a couple. But what have been your impressions so far of him post – surgery and rehab coming back and now back on the mound 
it's been right around what I was expecting, maybe exceeding my expectations a little bit. I never thought he was going to come in, obviously, and be like, all right, day saved, season saved, whatever. But he's, I think he's had three wins so far and just three starts. And he always gets, the other thing is he always gets good run support, which I'm like, all right, it's Chris Sale. Why can we like allocate that? Maybe like Nick Pavetta or like someone like that. But no, he's been really good. His velocity is around what we were ex- expecting after coming off from Tommy John. I think he hit 98 the other day, which was pretty freaking good considering I was thinking Max would be like 94. But yeah, he's still strikeout machine, like lasts at least five innings, which we really need right now. Mm. He's a reliable starter and definitely looks very similar to what he was before, not like 2019 where you could tell he was hurting. So that's good. That's been one plus for us. <laughs> Yeah, he. I'm. I'm scared of him. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I just. I honestly, I love to hear that because you know, Glass now is my yes. favorite. He's my baby, and <laughs> I love seeing pitchers come back from injury, and that makes me feel good because right, it gives thought, you hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brie, did you see the video of Glass today? Like, um, video of Glass today. Sorry, I should have realized it. Yeah. I, I guess he's got so what is that called the thing that he has on his arm right now because it's not obviously a cast but it's oh is it just a brace is I'm, I'm guessing it's like a limited mobility brace or something like that things you know I don't want him flailing around all everywhere <laughs> that's true but but he was running which was a good thing it was nice to see him running on the field um and obviously he's far far away from returning but the fact that he is at least doing something is better than nothing well I'm just glad because he could have been in Arizona right now but he's like choosing to be with the team when he doesn't have to be so I think that's nice yeah yeah that is uh, that's that's incredibly nice Sarah from a from a um, an opponent's perspective, a rival's perspective. How much do you fear Tyler Glass now in, in terms of like when he was on the mound? He's scary. He scares me. I would do sick things to have that man on my side. <laughs> He's, yeah, we, we're, we're missing him lots, but luckily he is recovering about as much as he can. And it, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. It just, it, it sucks. You know, Alex, did you watch the Rose Rotation episode where they were talking about how um, he was kind of like in the trade rumors for the Cubs? Did you see that? Is that the most recent one? Because I listened to the previous one where he was talking to his agent about like, oh, oh, it wasn't that one? Because I don't remember if that was specifically talked about. He was like... They, Chris asked if they would, like, if he thought of the possibility of the Rays not tendering him this offseason. And he was like, no, I don't think they'd do that because, like, for all they know, I could sign with a division rival. And I was like, oh, <laughs> interesting. Please don't. Oh, I do remember that. I 100% remember that. Honestly, I hope he plays that card and been like, Eric, you know, like, if you non-tender me, like, maybe I'll go to the Red Sox. I hope he does that because then we won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I hope that happens. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of cruel though because like if Red Sox fans hear about it and they're like oh yeah we just used you as bait to to get a new contract I don't know well, I mean they, we heard about Max Scherzer when we all like that whole day we're like oh my god we're getting Max Scherzer and Anthony Rizzo I was like that was very delusional of all of us there was no we were getting Max too so I feel you there 
Yeah, and we also, I mean, I mean, the Chris Bryant thing that there was like a deal in place, but the um, basically the Cubs wanted too much money in terms of like deferral from the contract, and the Rays were just like, "No, we're not going to pay this. Like, it's not worth it to get a half season rental." Oh, yeah, did they want some crazy return? Yeah, they wanted. They wanted like Shane Boz, like, yeah. like no. those guys, which <laughs> I mean, Chris yeah. Bryant's great, but like, is that? Yeah, I'm not giving up Shane Boz. I mean, we already we've already come to grips with with dealing Joe Ryan. You've come to grips with dealing Joe Ryan. <laughs> oh, I'm, you're still struggling. Yes. Why are you like continually <laughs> watching his appearances in uh in St. Paul? <laughs> Listen, there's a non-zero chance he comes up next series to face us. Oh my God, no! <laughs> I there. don't want it. Please no. Oh Honestly, my god. If he perfect game us, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be like, yeah. I would. <laughs> god, imagine if the Rays did it where they brought up Boz and they had the two of them face off in that series. <laughs> that would be incredible. I can't imagine it, but that would be absolutely incredible. <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit more about this series. So obviously this is for the Red Sox. This, this is very much like, um, like you just said, Sarah, make a break series, I guess, towards the end of the season. And for the Rays, just another series to keep the Yankees away. I feel like, Bree, is that a good way of putting it? <laughs> like keeping, keeping distance between us and the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, still you kind of want to bury Boston a little bit. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I know they're not trending in a good direction. Like, you don't want them having a little Yankees-esque surge, so. That's, that's also a good point. It's, it's better to beat good teams, and Boston, like, I mean, they're struggling, but they're a good team. That is 100% true. Uh, Sarah, I wanted to get your impressions about how this series has gone from your perspective so far this season. Obviously, the first series went incredibly well for the Red Sox between the Rays. <laughs> and then yeah, that, was, that was incredibly brutal. And the things have kind of seesawed yeah. back and forth. So I know that you said coming into this series, you, you weren't expecting the best thing out of game one. But what were your expectations as to how this entire series was going to go? Like throughout this like whole season? Well, I mean, you could talk about the season, then also yeah. just like this in individual four oh, yeah set. yeah obviously that first series I think everyone kind of knew like all right it's not going to be like this the whole year like it's the Rays like it's two good teams matching up we definitely got lucky there <laughs> but then the rest of the series I feel like it was kind of like even playing fields whatever just coming into this series though it had such a completely different feel I don't know if this team just is so deflated even after we did technically win the series against uh Cleveland just recently but like that last game we could have easily just like swept the series but then we lost the most stupid way and now coming in that was not how you want to leave those things coming into like the biggest series now of this season and then we have COVID all of a sudden like I think four guys now on the COVID list. Are oh, out. really? Yeah, it's... Oh, wow. Kike, which, not good. Kike's out. Uh, Christian Royo. Then, obviously, Hunter Enfro doesn't have COVID, but he's on the lineup. Matt Barnes just went on the COVID list today. And then oh, shoot. Perez went on the COVID list today. Oh, wow. Those are four big names. And then, and then yeah. obviously, with Renfro being out. So, once I saw that this morning, I was like, yeah, this is not going to go our way. <laughs> it's like, to an extent, like, okay, well, we also have to, like, keep in mind COVID. Like, that's a tough series to win when you don't have, especially, like, Kike, Hunter, um, Barnes, which Barnes hasn't been the best lately, but he's still probably the most important piece of the bullpen besides, like, Garrett Whitlock and, like, Ottavino. But, yeah, not the start we wanted. And I know tomorrow they're supposedly having a bullpen game. 
game. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Other teams trying to do the raise thing. Oh, that yeah. that doesn't usually work out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, the thing is they wanted to give Chris Sale like just an extra day because I think he was technically scheduled to start tomorrow, but they're starting mm-hmm. Wednesday instead. And so like, oh, we'll just have a bullpen game. And this is obviously before like half the bullpen went down. <laughs> so yeah. it's not going to be pretty. I'm guessing either that or it's going to be like Phillips Valdez again comes out of nowhere and has like throws seven innings. <laughs> <laughs> And just looks like the second coming of like Nolan Ryan. There you go. But I don't think that will be happening. So. <laughs> I don't personally. I don't want to see that. But I think for your <laughs> sake, I would want you to experience a little bit of happiness in terms of that. <laughs> but um, I was curious. So with Sale coming up, how much did you think that was going to positively in, impact the team? And has it done that so far, or has it just kind of been like up and downs and up and downs? I think it's definitely helped out with the starting pitching problem because we did like Garrett Richards and Martin Perez did not deserve spots in the rotation by the time that sale was back up, you know, and we all kind of knew like sale was going to be the big trade deadline acquisition like Heimbloom like straight up said that is going to be the big move we make at the trade deadline. And I think again, he that does answer the question for our starting rotation now we have Tanner Houck up like permanently he's not bouncing back and forth between uh, the majors and AAA, but kind of it's like okay we filled one hole but now all of a sudden the bullpen's terrible like so so bad whereas like the first half of the season they were really good and I think it's just almost like the worst timing like we solved one problem in the starting rotation and Garrett Richards has been good out of the bullpen so I guess that's been one plus there but I don't know it doesn't feel like sales solved much problems but that's just because you can't solve all the problems (laughs) That's true. Uh, and then I also want to mention because Bobby Dahlbeck has been playing much better as of recently, has been hitting much better at the plate, hit a home run tonight. And then Jaron Duran, who is the uh, Sox, I think, number one prospect came up, has been, I, I think, I don't know stats specifically, but I think that he's been, he, he's done pretty well. And um, I think a lot of Sox fans are excited to see him uh, continue on. So I wanted to get your thoughts on both of those guys, considering the fact that I would say they're probably two of the bigger, if not the two biggest rookies that have come up for the team this season. Yeah, you know, Dalbeck, he made me eat my words recently because I was talking a lot of smack about him all season, just because the whole thing, that's why I want Anthony Rizzo so bad. I'm like, Bobby Dalbeck is not the answer to the first base problem. Like, he looks lost at the plate all the time. He makes bonehead moves. And I was just kind of tired of seeing him. But then as soon as we got Schwarber and they're like, yeah, I think we're going to give him some reps at first base. And everyone's been saying, like, once he got, like, his job threatened, all of a sudden he just heated up out of nowhere. And it's kind of similar to, like, when he got pulled up last year. He was, like, on a hot-hitting streak, I think, for, like, eight games. And it's just been like that. All of a sudden now he's, like, we're like, okay, this is our permanent first baseman, I guess. And I know he has better numbers currently than Anthony Rizzo. So <laughs> that does make me feel a lot better. It just kind of sucks that he heated up as everyone else seemed to be cooling down. <laughs> And then Duran has been interesting to watch because sometimes you watch him and you're like, wow, this kid is the future. Like, this is like the next big star of this team. Like, you could build a franchise around this guy. Then other times, he kinda, like Bobby looks so lost at the plate and has no idea what he's doing. He got sent down actually to Worcester for I think a week or so last week and he just came back up. I don't know because 
again, sometimes he shows flashes. And I'm like, yes, I want him in this lineup every day. Like not just against certain pitchers, whatever. Then other days I'm like, oh my God, we need to do something about this kid. <laughs> but it stinks because he's so young. And like, he's all these games now are high pressure because we're fighting for a wild card spot. So mm-hmm. like every moment's a big moment at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's not the best time probably to develop someone like that at the majors. Yeah. And I guess the last Red Sox thing that have about the wild card situation. How are you feeling about it? Because I know things have been interesting and gone up and down. And obviously there's three different teams that are involved in it right now with the Red Sox, Mariners, and I know the Mariners are kind of tailing off, but they're still there. And then Oakland yeah. fighting for that second one. So how are you feeling about it? I So I looked the other day at the A's remaining schedule and I compared it to the Red Sox. We do have the easier schedule. I just don't know how much I trust this team to be able to take advantage of that. I think right now the A's are two games behind us. But, like, we could lose that all just from this series alone. (laughs) And then, like you said, the Mariners, I think they're four games back right now. But, like, they could heat up at any moment again and then just take that spot over, right? And then we could be, like, fourth (laughs) for the wild card spot. I don't know. I just think it's going to come right down to the wire if the Red Sox continue to win games. Whereas if they lose, like, this series and then can't bring themselves back up from that, I think they're just going to fall behind pretty quickly. (laughs) I will say, and Rays fans aren't going to love this, but (laughs) I really, I'd much prefer the Red Sox in the wild card than the Mariners because they, we won, like, what, one game against them this year? Yep, one and six. Really? I don't love it. Yep, I don't, (laughs) we don't like the Mariners. (laughs) They swept us in a four-game series. They won, like, there were like three walk-offs that series it was just we do it 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 was not a fun I got so I get so personally I get so hyped for the late night games like on the west coast because I'm like ooh, game starts at 10 I get to stay up until like 1 a.m and watch this game it's awesome and then they lost all three of them that were like (laughs) actual late night games and I'm like I just wasted three hours of my life watching this garbage that was the series right after glass now got hurt it was like a losing streak it was oh that was that was such a deflating week and a half thank god that's over that was that was the worst because like everyone it was just like doom and gloom like it's not (laughs) it it really isn't close yeah so basically i'd prefer the red Sox any day over the mariners so i hope they could pull it off plus a yankees red Sox wild card would honestly make for an amazing game and honestly i would take the red Sox. so like bias aside, I would take the Red Sox over the Yankees in a one-game wild card. I would. <laughs> I think I think that would be a fun, fun game to watch. How cool would it be to have Red Sox, Yankees, and then Dodgers, Padres? I know the Padres have fallen off a little bit, but those would be really for the wild cards. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> but Sarah, I wanted to ask about, um, and Bree was also 100 percent uh, curious about this too. Was the thing that you got going on right now with um, with 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 pitcher list and that um the uh the article that you were working on so could you um kind of talk about that a little bit more and kind of the process that's gone into it and I guess like the scope of what you're doing yeah definitely so it was back in I think the beginning of June I was like I actually had just read a book on minor league baseball just like it was about one like certain player and like his life whatever and I was like thinking I was like you know like you really don't 
hear much from because you hear all these like stories like on social media and stuff but I don't know there's like not that much actual like articles and like books out about them and I'm like if there's anyone in baseball I want to know more about it's the minor leaguers so I like posted a google form just like oh if anyone's interested and wants to be like interviewed like I'm going to do an article like think you'd get like I don't know like 10 or 15 responses max and it just like randomly blew up and I got over a hundred responses. So I was like, okay, this is a lot more than I signed up for. <laughs> I thought it was going to be an article I could write in like a few weeks or something, but I narrowed it down to 87 players. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so I like asked them each like, oh, like, how do you want to do the interviews? Like, like, cause I know some people don't like to do like phone calls or videos. And like, there's also the issue with like language barriers in some cases. And I'm like, whatever's most comfortable with you. So I think like maybe 20 or so of them chose to do like a written version of it. Whereas the rest I did like zoom and phone call interviews and that I just finished the interviews two weeks ago now. Some of them, like, it depended, like, on how open the player was to talking. Like, one would, like, be 15 minutes long. Then there was another player, like, I interviewed for an hour and a half. Just because he would just, I would ask him a question, he would just go off. And I loved it because I love hearing all the stories. But, yeah, so I just recently finished up the interview. So now I just entered the phase of trying to make a draft of all these, like, interviews and put them all into one big story and it's very difficult because there's a lot in there and I want to like include every one of them because all of them have such like interesting stories and different journeys to get there and why they're still in minor league baseball because that was always another big question I had like some of the stuff they would tell me I'm like I would have been on a bus home like yesterday. So I'm excited for that. I'm hoping I'll finish up the draft, the first draft of it within the next couple weeks so I can have it published by like end of September. That's the hope. <laughs> it's been really fun though. And it's very interesting to hear. That's, it's kind of insane, to be honest. That's so many players. <laughs> that's in 87 Jesus, yeah. how many like hours of of like interviews did you do I would do usually like at least five or six a week but like typically it was more like eight to ten a week and I would do like two per day for the most part and like I said it depended on like how much they would want to talk but most of them were at least like 30 45 minutes Jesus Lord that's that's <laughs> so many yeah but that, that's going to be such an awesome story once it comes out. I'm, I'm sure what you heard was incredible. Just like the different stories that, that, that like players told. Just like the way that like so many of them, because I will say like, I'm not going to obviously spoil anything, but the most common answer, because I also did always like to hear like, oh, what was your favorite? What's been your favorite part? Like, what do you love the most? And all of them are like, oh, I get to spend all the time with my friends. Like we're like a little family. And it's just so, it's like cute to hear when you hear how they all had like such different journeys to get there. But then that's the same answer. I don't think anyone gave me a different answer. It was always along those lines. I was like, oh, wait, that's so cute. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. I'm so excited to read that. I've been like <laughs> getting into minor league stuff a lot this year. So. Oh, really? Yeah, that's been fun. Because yeah, I, I mean, as race fans, I almost feel like we have to. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's your duty. So much going on in there. <laughs> that is that. Yeah, race. I mean, the race minor league system is the best in baseball. So, <laughs> right. yeah, I was like, I think I had two Rays players. I they were both like lower level, but I had two of them, I believe. 
excited. I can't, I can't wait to hear those guys. That, that <laughs> That's going to be absolutely awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on, taking the time to talking with us. Right. Any of your social media and all that stuff, anywhere you're writing, feel free to plug it so that people can follow. Also your podcast, Saturdays and Seltzers, okay. feel free. Okay, yeah. My Twitter is skg underscore 18. I'm writing right now for a lacrosse website called Lacrosse Flash. You can follow them on Twitter. Then, of course, baseball is pitcherless. And yes, me and my friend Kendra have a new podcast. It's called Saturdays and Seltzers. So everyone, please subscribe to it because I finally got us on Apple Podcasts today. It was a very big moment. Yeah, that's that's absolutely awesome, and I can't wait to follow what's going to happen during the. Uh, I know the PLOs in the in the playoffs right now, and they're going to be in the semis. So, yeah. Sarah, thanks so much again for coming on. Really, really appreciate yeah. you taking the time talking with us. And for everyone listening, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Raise the Roof is partnered up with Smack Apparel for the release of their new raised shirt design, Boat Parade or Bust. It's a play on of the Boat Parade trend in Champa Bay. And the design is fantastic and the fabric feels great. It's a great shirt you can rock to your next Braves game at a great price. And we have a special deal just for you, our Raise the Roof listeners. Click our affiliate link just below the bio of our Twitter profile. Get yourself a shirt and you'll be supporting us in the process. Thanks once again to Smack Apparel for partnering up with us. And make sure to keep talking the talk with Smack Apparel. And we're back on this latest episode of Razor Roof. Thanks so much again to Sarah uh, for coming on, talking to us about the Sox and about what she's got going on. Um, she's absolutely fantastic. Make sure to follow her on social media. Fantastic follow. She's doing great stuff. She's taking, she's deciding to go more on the, um, in terms of her professional route to go more of the lacrosse route, which is absolutely awesome to see. So we wish her the best of luck with that. Obviously she's still going to be doing things here and there with baseball. So make sure to follow her. She's a great follow on social media. With that being said, let's take a step back to the Orioles series over the weekend, which went about the exact way that we thought it was going to, because the Orioles suck. Three thoughts. I actually was not home this weekend, so I only caught the tail end of Sunday's game when I was in the car. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm, if there was a series to miss, I think that was an okay one because, you know, as you I, said, I feel oh. so like I feel so bad for the Orioles. I just, I, it's so you know, bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they're this bad. I didn't. I I mean, I've gone on record. I've said this a million times. I thought they were going to win like 75 games this year. I was. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to be that good, but I didn't think they'd be like struggling to get to like how many do they have now? Under 40. Yeah, like they might not get to like 55 wins. I don't know if that's going to happen. I did not expect this. Like I didn't expect anything like this. I feel so bad for Paul Fry. His, if you haven't seen his statistics in his last five outings against the Rays, again, listen to when I said five outings, he's pitched 1.1 innings, given up 17 runs and 15 earned runs in 1.1 innings pitched. That's atrocious. That's like a million ERA. That's like infinity. It would break the ERA scale. Bree's just staring. Just she looks so just uncomfortable just just hearing those stats just because it's so bad. <laughs> he was optioned today, wasn't he? Yeah, him and Spencer Watkins both went down the AAA. Like I almost want to like why would you even option them? Like who are you going to bring up that's better? Adley. <laughs> it's not Adley though. I I know, but they should just do it. They should just give up and just submit like, to all the Orioles or, fans just be like get yeah. I thought Fry had been like really decent this year outside of the Rays 
Is that Maddie? Am I wrong? Wait, let me go check his stats so I can confirm I this. Pre All Star break because I know some Rays fans wanted him he's, at the deadline. He's got a five three ERA this year. Now I don't know if you take out the Rays and it's completely different because I wouldn't um, be surprised. Was hey, wait, let me go. So let me check to see his his stats to see how many runs he's given up this season. So he's pitched in fifty two games. So he's definitely been reliable. Because I thought at least before the trade deadline, I thought he had been like fairly decent. It's like I lied. He has a 608 ERA. But of his 32 earned runs this season in his last five outings against the Rays, he the, the Rays account for almost half of the earned runs that he's given up this season. So if you take away those 15, it would put him at and then the 17 earned runs, it would put him at 17 runs. I think that'd be right. Seven. So I think it would be 17 earned runs and 17 runs in 46 innings. Now, I don't know what that would be over a over the course of a thing, but that would be significantly better than a six ERA. I will put it that way. I I don't know what the ERA calculator is. I would have to go. This is going to be this is this is what we do on Raise the Roof to help you guys out. We do ERA calculations. So 15. We're going to get rid of this ad over 46 innings pitched. His ERA would be 293. So, like, why are you sending him down is my question. Wow. He's not bad. He's just bad against the Rays. That's 100% right. He's literally – but, like, him being bad against the Rays has inflated his ERA three runs. Yeah, but do we even play them anymore? I think we're – No. 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 So, the Rays – wait. Sorry. He's free to be good again. You're not wrong about that. Uh, so the Rays ended up becoming the third team in the divisional era to go 18 and one against a singular opponent. The last team to do it, I think, was Cleveland a couple years ago. And I don't know who they did it against, but yeah, the Rays went 18 and one against the Orioles. And I, I, I hate that. I think I saw a bunch of Yankees fans complaining about like, oh, that's the difference between like first and second place. And I'm like, you literally play them 19. Like, it's not like the Rays just play the Orioles 19 games. Like the Yankees are literally in the same division and play the exact same team the exact amount of times during the season. Yeah, and not even that. But when you point out that they lost, like, what, they're 8-5 and five against them, I think? Who, the Yankees are 8-5 and five against the Orioles? Yeah, they've lost five games to the Orioles. And then you point that out to them. And I, I verbatim, someone said this, that was the old Yankees, not the new Yankees. I don't know how to break it to them, but unfortunately, the first half of the season still counts. <laughs> The Yan- I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, if the Yankees played like this all year, then yeah, maybe they're in first. I don't know, but they didn't, and they can't go back and change that, so. Yeah, that's that's incredible that the Yankees have lost five games against the Orioles. <laughs> uh, that is that is actually comical. I mean, but like. And you know what? I bet you they're going to lose more. I really, I mean, Orioles, can you just like win a few games here and there, please? For, against, the, uh, against the Yankees, please? I mean, no like. Way. I mean, it's okay because like uh, Gary Thorne is no longer the uh, the Orioles TV broadcaster for Madison, so he doesn't have to get pissed off when Glaber hits a home run, which means that Glaber won't hit any home runs because that's how it works. Hundred percent, I believe it to be true. Therefore, it is true. What players did we pick? I picked a pitcher. I picked, oh, I what? picked Bilal. I picked Archer. He looked good. Yes, four innings for Chris. Four innings, baby. Which was a, like I know, obviously, it's not a lot, and we weren't expecting him a lot. To have a lot, but the fact that a it seems like the hip looked fine in the start, maybe a little bit of tweaking, but if he gets more used to it and gets more, you know, like it stretched out more, that's a very positive thing. 
and he looked good. I know, I know it was the Orioles, but like four innings is four innings. Yeah. If they can and use him as a start in the playoffs, that's good. He, I think obviously his last start he went to, and I think those start in April that he had, he went to. So like, you know, we're, we're seeing, we saw four innings. That's more than we've seen. We're going to, we're going to get more out of that six and a half million dollar contract. Got to get, got to get more out of it for inning. <laughs> going to i hope so and hopefully i mean he should pitch another um couple starts before the end of the season hopefully another like four to five is that if all goes well is that would would you say it's pretty accurate i'm sorry what did you say like like do you think he's going to pitch another like four to five starts to end the season is that accurate more or less? um there's like 30 something he'll probably get four i would think four to six somewhere on there yeah because i mean or well i guess maybe not now that poop now, now that fleming's gone but it, it was kind of like weirdly like almost a six-man rotation in there for a little bit. But like, I guess now it's not. So it'll be McClanahan, Patino, Rasmussen, Archer. Did I say Yarbrough already? No. No, no Yarbrough. So I and think- then Waka. <laughs> yeah, Waka. So it's still six. That's strange. Well, I think that Waka's probably going to be the odd man out. I don't know if. I don't know if he is. I'm not going to lie oh, to you. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. He looked better against the Orioles. I'm, And he's been bad against them all year. <laughs> and he looked good. So that's progress. I don't know. <laughs> he's making progress here and there. <laughs> we love it. Thank you. I have not completely lost my status as a Walker Truther. You're, you're, you're still a Walker Truther? I might be the only one left. But I'm- <laughs> you're part of a finite group of people, let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I'm out, but if something changes, then something changes. But yeah, right now I am. It's uh, been changing, but people are just like, oh, it doesn't count. It was the Orioles or, oh, I mean, it was just a fluke against the White Sox. Well, it's happened twice in a row. So that is, that, that is true. That is, that is very, very true. So again, O series, I mean, the Rays just looked incredible against the O's because they always do. Joey Forearms, career high, six RBIs, two home runs. I don't think that the two home runs is a career high, but it might have tied a career high. Probably did. Obviously, six RBIs is a career high. So good to see from him. Good, just good vibes all around with that team. And then that leads us into the Red Sox series. And let's talk about the moves first that the Rays made, because they made a lot of moves and there were a lot of things that were moving and shaking about this. So let me just pull this up because there was a lot to talk about. So, okay. So we have five different things here. Matt Whistler is currently rehabbing with the, I guess, the FCL team in Port Charlotte. Uh, JP Fireisen back on the team. Dietrich Enns was recalled from AAA. Brett Phillips, unfortunately, was placed on the 10-day IL with a right ankle sprain. And the thing that Bree just alluded to earlier, Josh Fleming was optioned down to AAA. Um, and Fireisen is also back. Yes. No, I just said Fireisen. No, Pete. Pete. That was the other guy. So Pete is also back. And we saw him pitch against the Red Sox tonight. I mean, we love Pete. So that's two relievers back. We're getting them back slowly but surely. <laughs> but I mean, the replacements haven't even been bad. So it's almost like, man, like we got to lose some of these really good guys. That's you know? true. Well, I do. Is um Mazas in Mazas in AAA right now? He got optioned back down because everyone gets optioned back and forth. Um, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I would assume so. And then Head is also, I'm assuming, down in AAA. Head got optioned back down because he's just the same thing, back and forth. Yeah, I mean, who's who's next? Who's next to be optioned? Like we have. I don't know. I would think it would have to be Conley or Armstrong or something. Like I mean, ends I guess, but Conley Armstrong, but they've all been good. So like. I don't know. We'll have to see. 
Also, quick shout out to Chris Mazza, who I think follows us now and is liking some of our stuff. So, Chris, if you're listening, which you actually might be, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> and please come on the podcast because we love you. And we want to hear more about you fishing and then going to pitch in the same day, which just was a hilarious story. It was a great story. So it'd be cool to hear from the actual person itself. But yeah, no, we love Chris Mazza. The, the Chris the Chris Mazza experience is alive and well. And I, I, I did that as a joke and then it like turned into like, he actually became good and it's been awesome. I, I think his ERA is below five now, which is like from where he started out this season, that's huge. So that's been awesome. So the rest of this Red Sox series, Bree, what are the pitching matchups for the rest of the series? So tomorrow it is bullpen day for the Red Sox. And for us, we have Yarbs going. I mean, I, I will say Sarah kind of talked about the guys that she thinks that, that will be in there. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, Yarbs has not been, the Red Sox have been one of the teams that he's not been great against. So, I don't know. We'll see. Might be a very offensive game. Sometimes can be fun if you're into that sort of thing. Personally, I like pitching duels, but whatever. <laughs> whatever, it's fine. Maybe I'll get that on Wednesday, though, with our dear friend Chris Sale and, um, our bestie drew rasmussen oh i'm not gonna lie watching drew rasmussen live i mean he did i'm not gonna lie the phillies did get barrel on a <laughs> lot of his pitches in that game still got through five innings only gave up a run yeah he i am so excited for him i really am i think he's gonna be in this rotation for several years and he not gonna lie he's got a great interview great voice very like he answers the questions really well he's not one of those guys that you know takes like two seconds to answer a question like he'll give you a very thought out response so i gotta give my credit out to drew yeah love him i am so excited for him and it's weird to think about because you know in a weird way if if you know glass now didn't get hurt if hill didn't get traded like he's probably a reliever in triple a right now Instead, he's starting for a first-place AL East team. And he's looking good as a starter. Which is, it's crazy how that happens. That's but. that's awesome. I'm not going to lie. Like, just how weird everything has gone. The Rays now have kind of a rotation. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> we didn't have a rotation, like, since, like, I don't know, June? Maybe early June? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, So, that's the Wednesday game. What's the Thursday game? There's, it's just a three gamer. Oh, I thought it was a four gamer. I gotta yeah. go change that in there. Wow, then I gotta go cut something out. I, I, I swear, I remember it being like them saying like a pivotal four game series. No. Okay. Not. Oh, is that the is that the last series? Is the I lied. Four- You're right. It is a four gamer. Okay, that's what I thought. Because I was like, I remember them making a big deal about how this was like, oh, this is a huge four game series yeah. for the Red Sox. Yeah, I just can't read everybody to all our dear listeners out there i just can't read it is a four game series and ooh, i like this one thursday we have rodriguez versus mcclanahan Ooh, two lefties lefty duel oh god damn it oh man so the race have to end this like honestly i think what the red Sox might do is just go lefty 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 to end the series in, in terms of like guys starting games because I don't know who they're going to bring out of the bullpen, but I think they would do that because they already have Sale and Erod going. I mean, we're not bad against lefties anymore. I know, but they're still lefties. <laughs> we're not. It's fine. They'll, they'll make it work. You can be ambidextrous. I don't care. The Rays are coming for you, and they're going to end you. 
Okay, like okay, 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 okay. Ton, ton it back there a little bit. Let's that. Let's no, that. <laughs> you see, there. I think there are thirty-five games over five hundred for the first time in franchise history. Ever? Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, Man. and and they're actually they're on a better pace than both their last like their best seasons in franchise history. They're on a better pace than both of those seasons right now by by several games. Yeah, so they've never been 35 games over 500 before, but they are right now. Holy shit. <laughs> like, everything they've had to go through this year. There, there's no way they should be 35. Like That's what I'm saying. Like, we, how is this We do not appreciate this team enough. No, yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah, y'all appreciate this goddamn team. This is one of the... This is right now the best team in franchise history. As of currently right now. Now, things might change, but... Yeah, I think people have a hard time understanding that because of what the rotation has gone through. Because the Rays, the weak spot of the Rays has never been the rotation. And you could argue it is this year. That's like, true. Even the rotation not being as strong as it normally is, like it's still a very good rotation. Like It's, it's hard. turned into a much better rotation than I think yeah, a lot of people it, have thought. It's hard to understand because there are, what, three rookies? There were four when we had Fleming. There are three rookies in there. So I mean, like I get that, but they've they've stepped up. So that was, that was that was a quick uh, quick snippet from Dwayne Statt there. <laughs> well, thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> we love Dwayne. He's the best. Yeah. He is well, yeah. The... Oh, also, quick shout out to Kevin Cash for managing his 1,000th game in the Baltimore series. I believe that's super cool. I can't believe he's been here for seven. Is seasons. he the first Rays manager? I, I don't think he's the first guy to, to manage a thousand games with the team, yeah. right? Didn't didn't Madden Joe Madden do that? I don't know, but Madden probably did. But but I mean, seven seasons have flown by. Um, it's I insane. Be- he's one of the longest tenured managers in baseball. Yeah. Like what? It's <laughs> outstanding. I mean, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. I would hope because he's outstanding, despite what you know. Really, every non-Rays fan would tell you that he's bad because of one move he made that they didn't like. But Rays fans have all moved past that and understand the reasoning, I think. And like other baseball now, you know, like other baseball in, you know, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, like in intelligence. That's not just like other other people in the baseball community have also done that. Like those who cover teams and that kind of stuff, they they don't care. Because it was one move. There are some writers that still care. Well, those writers are stupid, but it's another I mean, thing. If yeah, I mean, if you're gonna take one move that honestly wasn't even a bad move, if you actually look at it and use that to discredit him as a manager. Oh, I could do that for Dave Roberts right now. He didn't put in Maryland legend Adam Kalaric to face Juan Soto in Game Five of the 2019 NLDS, and that's the reason why they lost to the Nationals right uh-huh. then and there. Fire his ass. <laughs> Dave Roberts is a very good manager too. Not as good as Kevin Cash, but he's up there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can do one thing with Kevin Cash, then you can do one thing with basically any other manager in baseball. I'm saying you shouldn't be able to do one thing with Cash. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, like, like if people want to do that and try to claim it as a thing, yeah, you could, like, there are 29 other managers in baseball that you can do the exact same thing with. Sure. So people should not be shitting on Kevin Cash because he has been one of the most successful, if not the most successful manager in franchise history and has helped them was helped them from being in a really, really bad place in terms of like rebuilding to one of the best teams of baseball without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, true story. Uh, before game five of the ALDS last year, 
I believe it was. Um, I went to the trap because I forget what they were doing, but I just wanted to get some race stuff. And so did everyone else, apparently, because there was a huge line. And um, so I went and I was in there and I was like, man, do I get a Tyler Glass now shirt or do I get a Kevin Cash shirt? And <laughs> I was like, man, you know, I don't know. I don't know which one to get. And I went with Kevin Cash. And you know how much I love Tyler Glass now? That shows you how much I love Kevin Cash because I still to this day do not have a Tyler Glass now shirt. I have my Kevin Cash one though. Oh man, you should get one and then maybe he'll get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm a little bit nervous about his status. I think we all are. I think we all are. But positive vibes there. Okay, so. We stopped it for a second. Now we're back and Gibby is here. Gibby has finally arrived. Uh, our Lord and Savior, Gibby. Uh, how, how art thou? Uh, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Quick thoughts about the O's series. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. Uh, I, I did. I did. And? Um, <laughs> yeah. First game, you had a... I watched, primarily, I, I watched the first game and that was Shane McClanahan's start. So... Um, Shane did pretty well, you know, he, he got them, he shoved, he shoved, he did his job. Um, and also Mike Zanino, another, another, another Zanino bomb. Um, that was, that was nice. He is good. Mike Zanino is good. Mike Zanino is good. Um, and then I watched, I watched it. I, I listened to the second game primarily on the radio. Yeah. Michael Walker. Hey, Walker was good. It, it was a, well, did, I mean, did you expect them to sweep? Yeah. I mean, obviously i mean it's but it's really hard to beat a team like i mean what is it 18 out of 19 times now mm-hmm. i mean that's hard to do i mean that they they're not just like i mean i guess maybe they are i don't know i don't know how bad they're tanking but i mean they're not taking that bad they don't want to like lose 18 out of 19 to a team um i mean they're giving you a different game plan every time like Kevin Cash said at the end of one of the games, like it, it's hard to win that much against a team. So I mean, that's that's a good sign, honestly. That mm. they didn't lose any games. And then I mean, did, oh wait, sorry, sorry, my bad. Did did you want to talk about the Red Sox game tonight? Yeah, I was gonna say, did you get a chance to watch it? Um, yeah, I primarily listened to this on the radio as I was coming home. I listened to the end. Um, yeah, just a good uh, good showing from the Rays offensively and Luis Patino literally shoved and then our bullpen just shut it down they just killed it. they just killed it honestly and like the red sox really need to get going in this series on the first game they really needed to show it um and they didn't do that so they'll have to do it next game um if, if they want to like have any chance of coming back i guess getting on the yankees at this point because i don't think could really catch us maybe you know i shouldn't i shouldn't say I should I should maybe knock on wood for that. Yeah, nothing's um, confirmed right now. Nothing, yeah, nothing's set in stone. Can't, um, can't go. Oh God, it's seven seven right now in the seventh inning. Holy shit! <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been following this Yankees Angels game, but uh, Jack Mayfield has hit a grand slam, and Shohei Otani hit a home run. I don't care about what anyone did on the Yankees side of things. Uh, the only thing I care about is the Angels. So carry on. <laughs> Oh, hey, he's not going to let us down. Also, Brendan Lau, very cool in in the Red Sox game. That's all I'll say. He got it. Good job. Good job picking that guy, uh, Alex. (laughs) It's crazy. I've never picked him before, I swear. (laughs) Never picked him before. But uh, with that being said, let's go into our pick a player for the series. So, Gibby, starting with you, who do you have for the rest of the series? I might be going tomorrow because I have to spend the rest of my... um... (laughs) Do it. 
season money. Dude, so just might, do it. I might, I might go tomorrow because, it, I mean, the attendance was pretty low today, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but also, might... weren't like tickets egregiously high for this game? We're forty dollars. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, for the know. cheapest it's... tickets, that's ridiculous. I might just go for one person. Who do I have? Wander, hey. Wander Franco, because he didn't really do much today. He extended the streak, though. Yeah, he did. I didn't think he was going to. I was sitting there. He was like already 0 for 4 and he needed somebody to get on base in order for him to come back up again. And like they just went down in the seventh inning, like one, two, three. And I was like, oh no. Thankfully, our king, Mike Zanino, is good. And he is good. He allowed Deer Wander to get in that bat there. He's he's reviving the greatest animated film about penguins ever made. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe that's me. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Wait, I thought Big Z was really Nemo. good. What? Oh. I love Happy Feet. Though. Okay, but like Surf's Up's better. I Surf's Happy Feet. Happy no. Feet does not have Shia LaBeouf in it, and that's fair. That's, <laughs> Happy Feet's a good movie, but like Shia LaBeouf is just level above. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> it's, it's also a really good. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good video. But so you got Wander, Wander to keep doing what he's doing, Gibby. I'm assuming. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But more, not <laughs> just, just more. not just getting a walk in a game, like you know. Like, he could have had a grand slam today, and he didn't. Yeah, he. he We're all he, very he, disappointed he, in him for being a bust. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm such a bust, dude. Like garbage. Just get rid of him. Learn to play baseball, dude. Like, what's your streak now? Like 27 games. 30. 30. 30. He's got hit the weight room. <laughs> yeah, hit the weight room, man. JK, dude. I'm... Brett Phillips would have done it, but whatever. <laughs> All right, Brie. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, um, ooh, I just... I like uh, oh, can, can we talk... If we talk about... Have we talked about MLB news yet? Because no. I just want to mention that Susugo is doing good and <laughs> yeah. everyone can go She's die. She's a god! <laughs> Yoshi's a god now and everyone can go die. We should have waited. <laughs> we should have waited three quarters a year before we let him go and then and then let him... And then he could have been doing this for us now. Like, we should have waited... <laughs> honestly and that's is, my that's my honest take take that take that take that to the yoshi truth you need fail. you need to keep him for the rebuild pittsburgh like that's that's your guy yoshi's so good <laughs> yoshi's so good now oh my god <laughs> i agree who you Can't got over it. and I, I and i hope it's not yoshi for gibby's <laughs> sake you know if he was here maybe it would be but he's gone so um Give me Rasmussen and give me uh, Yandi. Rasmussen and Yandi. I like it. Well, well, my boy, Bilal. And then I want to see Zunino heat back up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, Z going first to third on that on that um on that wow single. Yeah. Very, very good. I think when we good. all look at Mike Zunino, we all think small ball player. Man's can Z can scoot guys. Shout out to ESPN for somehow mixing up Wander Franco with Yandi Diaz. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say when uh, Bree picked uh, Yandi, I was gonna be like, "No, you mean Wander?" Yeah, not Wander <laughs> Franco, by the way. ESPN. It's like it just seems a little bit racist, you know. That's a little. Who was it that mixed up Yoshi and Choi last year? Oh no! Was it someone... them too? Someone else. Someone did that. Oh, oh, that's ESPN. That's not oh oh also uh shout out Ian Snell and um what is it Patrick, Patrick Fairfax? Fairfax? 
man, the Rays get disrespected. Oh, and then, uh, and then, uh, Nate, no, no, that was a uh, fuzzy. I don't know if you guys know fuzzy, the uh, baseball YouTuber, <laughs> Nate, yeah. uh, Nate low, like some mid oh, sorry, sorry, Nate Lau. So he not only, he not only got Brandon Lau's name wrong. He also got Nate Lowe's name wrong. And his name isn't Nate Lowe anymore. It's Nathaniel Lowe. So he screwed up like two different. That's just not good. No respect for my boy. Not a good look. Not a good look. I mean, fuzzy. I mean, he's got good videos. He's got bad videos. Everyone does that in the YouTube community. That's People true. got bangers. I, I, get, I gave him too much trash. But like, that's unexcusable. I mean, what's it called? Joe Buck got Brandon Lau's name wrong at the 2019 All Star Game. No respect. Yeah, but Just, when he makes those mistakes, I do turn the video off. I'm like fuzzy. I I just stopped listening to Joe Buck. I mean I mean he does have like a landing strip on his forehead because his forehead's so big. But you know maybe. Hey. Oh, I hate Joe Buck, so I can I'll talk shit about him. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll cut this out of the podcast that like he doesn't listen to it. You know, be like, ah oh, man, why are you making hey, fun of me? Like, Alex, like do you know you're Joe. Over. Alex, do you know Joe? No. <laughs> Joe Mama. <laughs> so funny. That was such a like a. <laughs> Just a low oh. effort joke. Very. <laughs> I don't know how that worked. Um, Vladdy hit another no, home run. Do you know Joe Buck? <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this? I, to me? I don't know. Just, you know. <laughs> no, I don't actually know who Joe Buck is. <laughs> he, he he's not real. He's just an anomaly. An enigma. He he is an enigma, just like you, Gibby. You're 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 both enigmas. <laughs> um, Vladdy hit a home run. The wagon yeah. himself, home run number thirty-seven this season. Amazing, crazy stuff. Uh, apparently Bryce Harper is the only guy in Major League Baseball to have an OPS over a thousand this year, which Dang. seems fake, but also was hundred percent true. Should we yeah, be giving? I, should we? Should we be giving him more credit? Yeah, because I love watching the Phillies games, and at, in the last inning, they they have like um, Bryce Harper comes up, they walk him. Who else? Who else? Do they walk. Um, they just they just go down the they go there's like only like two two guys who are like dangerous and they're like all right we'll walk these two guys and then we'll get the outs here and then we'll oh so the like so like they walk like Romito Hoskins and Harper and then they yeah to yeah like... they they just walked they just walked all of them and then and then they get to like Ronald and then they get, and, and then they got some, yeah and then they got to them and they just fucking got the outs I think that that was that was the most recent Phillies game I watched like that that was exactly what happened so it's, yeah Bryce Harper's pretty dangerous you know I, he's gonna walk him all the time like like they don't let him they don't let him pitch they don't let him bat in the critical moments I don't know like, I mean like the, the, the other team doesn't they're not even, they're not even like messing with him I don't know I gotta feel bad for the Phillies though they secured a below 500 record against like the second worst team in baseball <laughs> the Diamondbacks because they lost the first game so they officially mm-hmm. have a losing record against the Diamondbacks this year, which is just hilarious. And I, I you know, I gotta feel for him because that just let's go D backs. <laughs> wow. No, it's not what you want. Games. They actually weren't bad. It's it's not what you want. Uh right now it's currently it's still seven seven, bottom eight, uh Yankees and Angels. That game is an absolute just I don't know what's going on. Stan's got three RBIs, which makes me think he hit a home run. Rizzo's got three runs scored. He might have hit a home run. All of their production literally has come from LeMahieu, Rizzo, Judge, and Stan. The rest of the guys, so when you're looking at the hits, the Yankees have nine hits. Eight of those hits came from the first four batters in the lineup. The rest of the guys haven't done anything. Velasquez has a hit. That's it. I mean, that's how it's supposed to be, though, with a team like that. Your stars are supposed to produce. But, like, Gallo's 0 for 3. 
So that's what I, I kind of like. That's what I kind of like about the Rays lineup. It's like a balanced lineup. So there's not like gaps. Like we get, you get production up and down the board. I mean, the Angels oh. right now, all everyone but one guy has a hit. Yeah, but Fletch is the only one who doesn't have a hit, which is kind of shocking because I expect Fletcher to get hits. But high roller, we do love us. Boom. What? What happened? Nothing. There's an <laughs> <out> at first. <laughs> high roller. I got so confused. <laughs> Trying to think. Anything else notable in the – oh, shout out to um, that team from Michigan. I don't know whom they were, but um, the Michigan team in the Little League World Series for winning it all. That was cool. Shout out to you. Um, Also, I know Gavin Weir didn't, like, win it all, but Gavin Weir, you're still cool. Gavin Weir is cool. Made some made some uh some cool. He can't pitch every game though. That is true. That is true. That was their kryptonite, not having Gavin Weir on the mound. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they can't just coach you in that that stuff sometimes. <laughs> it's, yeah, little league is like you know what? Maybe we won't have a guy just like completely throw out their shoulder in like elementary school. So just you know, chill out for a little bit, and then you'll be fine. But yeah, so shout out to the Michigan team for that. Um, trying to think of any other notable. This is the first time since like 1959, 1969, something like that. I think it was 59 that 59. they won. Yeah, it's it's been a while. So that's 70, 70 My years. The state of Michigan. <laughs> oh yeah, you have you have Michigan ties. So that's true. They weren't. I don't think they were uh, Michigan State fans though. I mean, some of them might have been. Yeah, <laughs> not the not the Michigan fans though. No, no. Just the Michigan State fans. Just just the Michigan State fans. College football season's coming up. I know that's not baseball related, but let's end it with that. College football season's coming up. Well, the <laughs> you should talk about maybe the first matchup of these teams. Oh, God. Is USF playing Florida this year in football? Yeah, in the first. Yeah, in the, <laughs> I saw advertising that said, it's close to selling out. <laughs> it's, just tickets are 50. Oh, huh? that's not bad. It's not great. But it's not terrible. I hope I hope USF wins. You guys should try to see each other. If you're both going to the game, you guys should try to see each other. Take a photo. Um, I don't think Maryland's going to be good, so I don't have anything to talk about there. If you guys are college football fans, let us know your favorite teams, uh, what you think is going to happen. Um, we would love to hear it. And we're excited about the season. I think it's going to be – I mean, it's the first kind of normal season in a while, so it should be fun. But with that being said, uh, let's end this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. We really appreciate you taking the time um, to listen to what we're doing. Thanks so much again to Sarah for coming on. We really appreciate her. Make sure to follow her on social media and, and all of her endeavors. Support her in her journey to now cover lacrosse or she had been covering lacrosse, but, you know, more a more full-time thing. So awesome for us. Uh, our social media accounts, Raise the Roof TV, our website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com, Twitch channel, Raise the Roof, Twitch, YouTube channel, Raise the Roof. If you guys want to buy these Boat Parade or Bus shirts, just check uh, just under our bio in our Twitter account. Check out for those. We also have an ad um, read for that. So make sure to check out that as well. And our if, if you guys want to sponsor us, have any comments, questions, concerns about the pod, anything else going on here at Raise the Roof, Raise the Roof TV at gmail.com. Make sure to email us there. And this podcast, just keep supporting us as you guys have been. Make sure to share, subscribe, and leave us a good review. With all that being said, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Eight, seven angels, baby. <laughs> keep, going, keep going against the Yankees. Raise up.